this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitors, fluxing, crew to stations. Scanning for Ghostbusters 2, 1989. Prepare to rewind in 3, 2, 1. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I am your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your ex on mine, Paul, the master soundboarder, Powers. Yo! Wow. Also for this discussion of the film Ghostbusters 2, we welcome back aboard ship's tactics researcher, David Gardner. Hey, David. Thank you for having me aboard, Captain. You bet. Of course. And in addition, we are glad to have back aboard ship's ship's chef, Christopher Tiny Sullivan. Hey, Tiny. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much. Tiny, this is actually your sixth time on the pod so do you know what that means i don't that means you are promoted to chief chef all right i don't know if that's head can i be the master chief (laughs) chef the master chef (laughs) (laughs) well how many more how many episodes do i have to do that before i get that promotion that's a while we don't uh, have right. that really it's it's <laughs> shipman chief and then officers so you don't we don't really have you could be the you could be the the chief master chef how about that i don't have the same ring to it no, oh my god this is halo this is for my podcast <laughs> we'll have to work on that tiny well, 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 you know, we'll, put, we'll bring you before a, a panel, uh, 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 arms panel, and figure out that out. Anyway, hey, glad to have you back. Uh, Halo isn't Halo's fifteen years old, isn't mm. it? Now so that you have a quick can... flyby of who we are, <laughs> Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs for Halo? I mean, Ghostbusters too. Yes. All right. He Man and Shira: The Seeker of the Sword was released. What March are you talking about, Paul? And... Ghostbusters too. What? Oh, I thought it was going to be He-Man. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Ghostbusters 2. Sorry. Ghostbusters II was released June 16th, 1989. Runs an hour and 48 minutes and is rated PG. It was directed by Ivan Reitman. He came back and was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, with lead mm-hmm. stars being Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Hel- Harold Ramis, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, you know... The, the good old bunch. The Indeed. music was uh, composed by Randy El- Edelman. Mm-hmm. And are you ready for the box office trivia? I don't know if I'm ready. I guess so. Uh, Tiny and David, are you guys Fire ready away. for it? I'm ready. Awesome. And everyone live in chat, feel free to join in as well. Go for it, Paul. All right. <laughs> Ghostbusters II was made for about $40 million and earned over $215 million Ooh. at the box office. Not too shabby. So given this fact, how high in the box office do you think it ranks among the movies released theatrically in 1989? We'll go for the top 50. Top 50. Okay, let's start with David. What is your guess? 27. 27? That's a nice Uh, Tiny, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go with 10. 10, all right. So I do know, so I have a vivid memory of, of going to the theater and like, 
I think Last Crusade was playing, Batman 1989 was playing, this was playing. So I'm like, I don't know. I mean, that's stiff competition. Yep. I'm going to go with 15. I'll just go right even 15 here. Uh, let's see. And in chat, we have several people. Uh, Dale says uh, 7. Uh, Star Fox says 15. Stacy's guess is 50. Baba with his classic 42 or 7. We got to pick one, Baba. It's divisible <clears throat> by 7. I suppose so. Uh, Paul, where did it actually end up in the box office? Well, according to the hyphennumbers.com, Ghostbusters II came in at number nine, which means nine. Tiny wow. Nice. Good job, Tiny. Well done. I'm practically telepathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing you, your gift with us. <laughs> are, are you a, a cat? Weird. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you for those facts. Paul, and let's see if any of that turn into our memory, mind meld, or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get into once Alice has located our target film. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. Ah! Ah! What is it, honey? It's that darn ghost again. He just won't leave us alone. No, wait! Don't worry! We're not moving! He is! Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! Yes, that's right! Ghostbusters! We're back with twice the know-how and twice the particle power to deal with all your supernatural elimination needs. Look out, Winston! He's a mean one! Nothing we can't handle, Egon! So come, celebrate our grand reopening with our special half-price service plan! What? Hold on, half price? Have we all gone mad? I guess so, Pete, because that's not all. Tell them, Egon. Oh, you mean the Ghostbusters hot beverage thermal mug and free balloons for the kids? You bet. So make your supernatural problem our supernatural problem. Call now, because we're still ready to believe you. Yes, busting does make me good i will say and you may be like i don't quite remember that from uh ghostbusters 2 i mean yeah, part of it I well that's because that your whole commercial before that was cool yeah yeah so that's actually you see bits of that commercial on uh, in the movie but not the whole thing and you may may or may not have remembered that but let's get into our collective memories our memory mind meld if you will synopsis for ghostbusters 2 all the ghosts are busted. So the Ghostbusters try to make a living by showing up at kids' parties. But why would they, why would they bring nuclear reactors to a children's party? And while uh, we're at it, why put a naked baby on a genuine Joe Namath jersey? I don't know. But anyway, kids want He-Man more than Ghostbusters, so they end up in the in court. Meanwhile, art nerd uh, slash camp chip. Oh, yeah, that guy, Ch Chippewa, Chippewa, what was it? Chippewa. Chippewa. Camp Chippewa counselor brings evil spirit Vigo, the Numenori, <laughs> and, the, and the Carpathian out of the painting who produces ooze that spread throughout New York's underground sewage system and wants the dad from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 
baby from the first Ghostbusters film from when he was possessed by the Keymaster. But Groundhog's Day weatherman is having none of it because he wants to date Ellen Ripley and have a ghost. And your baby is a total mood killer. So the Ghostbusters spread ooze on the Statue of Liberty and play Your Love is Taking Me Higher to get it to walk through New York, stepping on cop cars to cheer everyone up and save the city. I mean, there were certainly there were components of that in this film, but I would say most of that on the whole was decepted. Uh, But based on those memories as flawed as they were, what rain did they lead you to predict before you rewatched the film? Classic, nostalgic or tragic? Tiny, I'm going to start with you this time. What was your prediction for this film? My prediction was nostalgic. nostalgic. I know there's a lot of there's a lot of talk online about it not being a great sequel, but I think a yes. lot of that's just internet talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, internet talk. Well, they people know. do talk. Yeah. Uh, wait, we're talking right now. Uh, listen to <laughs> us, though, uh, David. <laughs> David, what's your what was your prediction? Uh, I was going to go with nostalgic as well. Nostalgic as well. Awesome. How about you, Paul? Um, like you, Francisco, I remember seeing it in the theater, and I saw it a couple times when it came on the video shortly after, but I've had no desire to watch it since, so I predicted tragic. Okay, wow. No. And I remember enjoying this one quite a bit, so I predicted classic. All right. So we're running the gamut here. Uh, then Across in chat, the we have several people. Uh, Dale predicted nostalgic. Uh, then Bobo uh, also predicted nostalgic. So nostalgic seems to be the, the through line for most people, I would say. But it'll be interesting to see if those predictions come to pass. But first, let's get into the things we liked most about Ghostbusters 2. Let's spin up our... Best three. And let's begin with uh, Tiny. What is one thing you really liked about Ghostbusters 2? Uh, I really like Winston. I felt yeah. like he didn't get a lot of speaking parts in the first movie. And I yes. remember reading that it was supposed to be for Eddie Murphy, yeah. but then mm-hmm. he didn't do it. So they kind of rewrote the character so that it was way less. I felt like uh-huh. in Ghostbusters 2, Winston finally kind of got his time to shine. Uh, more time to shine, for sure, I would say, yes. I mean, he wasn't like the main character, but you know, he got to bust down the door and save Egon and Ray. Yes, that was cool. And, yeah, yeah, he got yeah, an awesome the hero train scene. There, yeah. He was yes. he was more a Ghostbuster in this one, Worst not just the guy they hired to help him out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. That yeah, that was awesome. Yes, very very cool. Uh, Paul was uh, there a particular character you really liked, or something else you enjoyed well, about Ghostbusters too? There was a particular object that I loved to see its cameo, and that was the <laughs> Nintendo NES Advantage joystick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If I was to ever make, like, I don't know, like, invent something like Doc Brown inventing a time machine, like a car or something, or if I was going to control anything, I would use the NES Advantage joystick for that, just because it's so riddled with nostalgia, and it's it's the arcade controls, it's fun, so I just... Absolutely. That was fun to see that. Okay. I feel like you would need more than an A and a B button for a giant mech. Well, there is a start and select. It is super cool. (laughs) And you have the joystick to go forward, back. You have directions. Yeah. I think the the A is just for like slam the slime with the with your arm. And that well, you need you don't need the B. I guess jumping, but it can't jump. What does it know about no, jumping? No, just stop and go. Yeah, just, I yeah. think oh. you need minimum two NES advantages for a giant mech. 
Uh, maybe. Well, if you want advanced, sure. Are you yeah. a game designer type? <laughs> I designed giant no. mechs. Thank you very much. Oh, nice. Oh, well, then actually, you are the expert. I sh- I'm, yes. I defer to your wisdom, Tiny. I'm sorry. I did not realize that. David, I'm curious. Did, was the NES controller in this movie something that you liked, or did something else make your like list? I actually did have that NES controller. Yeah. Um, I would say um, my like was kind of the fact that the characters went back just like, you know, they, like slid right back into their, you know, Egon, Peter, Ray, Winston. They just kind of slid back in as if, you know, it hadn't been five years since they played these characters. That kind of smooth transition, and just like back to where they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? That kind of leads right into the thing I liked about this. And that's like, I feel like they were able to establish all the characters, even with all the, they established the new elements alongside just re- reintroducing all the characters. I mean, I think they did. I don't feel like they wasted a lot of time establishing who these characters were. I think they sort of, they assumed, oh, you're coming back for Ghost Rushers 2. It's been five years. You shouldn't be watching this movie if you haven't seen the first one. So I don't think they wasted time with that. And they just sort of got the new sort of uh, bad established and like what happened to the Ghostbusters, how they're sort of like no one cares about them anymore. I just I thought they did all that establishing really quickly in like the first three minutes. And they did it really well. And interestingly, so that was my other like. Let's go back around to Tiny. What's something else you enjoyed about GB2? I liked ectoplasm, the slime. There was slime oh. in the first one, but they uh-huh. there was more use of it. The whole they explored that it reacts to human emotion. And yes. There's all of it under New York, and that's why it's like feeding off of everybody's bad thoughts. And uh-huh. it, was, it was more than just, I feel like, you know, ectoplasm in the first movie was kind of a prop. In this one, they yeah. used a very well-used well plot device. Yes, yes. And the first one, it looked way more like snot. Than slime, <laughs> yeah. and so I prefer slime. If I'm gonna pick between two, I prefer slime. Uh, oh, texture, someone but... blows their nose, and you want to keep it? No, you don't. You prefer <laughs> no. the slime. Okay, exactly, exactly. So yeah, that's that's, and yeah, it definitely had its own character to it, and I like that it was something that could be used for good and evil. I thought that was yeah, because they cool used it to bring point. the Statue of Liberty to life. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Very very cool. Uh, David was does what what really. Uh, I was going to say, what really slimed you with joy? Yeah, what, what slimed you with joy about this movie? That's my segue, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> uh, I would also say kind of the the fact that they also kind of really embraced that these guys were New Yorkers, you know, when uh, they thought, you know, it was the Statue of Liberty. No, nah, she's a harbor chick, you know, uh, and also, you know, don't blow up the Bronx or, you know, something about – no, th- sorry, that was the cartoon. That oh, I okay. I'm like, I don't remember that. Cartoon. No, uh, okay. but they kind of just really embraced the fact that they were New York. Like, you know, yeah. this, they kind of, you know, that, wow, this is New York. So it's kind of, that's one thing I kind of liked about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. It felt yeah. like you're going to have a city full of hatred. That New York is a good place <laughs> to be. <laughs> so they used the city wow. for its strengths. And even like yeah. on the New Year's, like that's where everybody gathers for New Year's and like yeah, yeah. Y- where everyone sings and comes together and puts their differences uh-huh. aside. So that's that. I thought that was a great 
uh, catalyst or use of the New York setting yes. as yes. with that into your story. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what were you also uh, thankful that they included in the story, Paul? The special effects. Now, the the last half of the special effects, the last half of the movie, don't really hold up uh, if you're watching it in HD on a 4K TV. But uh, okay, for for, for half, instance, like which like, like the slime over the building looks cut and paste oh, on it. Oh yes, the, you know some things like that. Yes, uh, yes, okay. But the first half of the movie, uh, there weren't as many special effects, and um, I was really impressed with like how the subtle special effects like how the the painting like bulged its face out which yes. i wasn't expecting for 1989 i thought yeah wow. yeah yeah and then with um yo yo jonas i forget his name but anyway <laughs> he's walking down the hall with like lights uh, coming out of his eyes and oh, he's yes, like, yes, looking yes. at the wall and it's like the Janusz. lights are following on the Janusz. wall yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. it's like, how are they? It's like they combine practical and special effects at the same yeah, time yeah. to make it really well meshed. So I thought some of them worked really well for that for 1989 special effects. Very cool. Yeah, the special effects didn't make my list, but I did enjoy them. I, I thought they were really I, I felt like they were as good as the first one. It just sort of carried over the same style and it felt yeah. it still felt like Ghostbusters, which was yeah. cool. So apparently they use less puppets in this one, I think I was reading, and more just like people. Um, no, not CG, but people with that faded effect as oh, opposed okay. to puppets. That did, like I think in the like the librarian in the very first one. She yeah, she's a human at first, but then she yeah. becomes this puppet monstrosity right. type thing. Yeah, yeah. And there's so, more Slimer in this. There is a little more. There more. is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so again, uh, I'm, uh, there's a and they actually call him Slimer. They yeah. call him Slimer? Oh, cool. I don't think I nope. realized that. Uh, yeah. He's credited at the end as Slimer. Awesome. Um, Popularity of the cartoon. Yeah. And I was going to say, when I was reading through a lot of trivia, so much was seemed so much about the popularity of the cartoon seemed to affect this. Like Annie Potts's, um, what's her name in this? Style. Why? Oh. Why Sorry. am I? Janine. Janine. Thank you. Janine. Yeah. The way she was, she, they made her up to look like the cartoon character. At that they, time, yeah. They made the, they toned down the innuendo because they knew kids really liked the real Ghostbusters. So there's a lot of interesting things like that, that, um, that carried over from the cartoon or the cartoon influenced on this movie. Interesting. Um, yeah. Didn't she have short hair in the first movie? And she yeah. had kind of shoulder length hair. Yeah. In this it one. was like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, something else that I enjoyed about this film was the the music overall. I really like the yeah. the the re redone Ghostbusters theme. I really like that song, and a lot of the overall soundtrack. I really enjoyed a lot of the songs. Not DMX, um, we're on DMC. Sure, DC Talk, okay. whoever it was. Sure, um, DC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're they're in there. Yeah, right. Um, so I really enjoyed that like i was still even um uh the other day i was singing the the last uh the song at then spirit some people fear some people hear spirit some people just won't go near spirit with you something like that yeah i have the soundtrack and i haven't listened to it in years so i had the cd it was a nice yeah nostalgic absolutely uh okay guys well that leaves 
our classic maker, the things we loved most about Ghostbusters 2. And I'm going, going to go with Paul first this time. What did you love most? All right. I don't know if the character Yonish is yeah. either the best part or the worst part of this movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is so out there. But I, whenever he's on screen, I'm just glued. I'll have thoughts on Jonas later. His perform the, um, the, the actor, uh, da, 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 what's his name? Oh, you don't um, know his name? I bet I could help you with that, Paul. It's uh, Peter McNichol. McNichol. There it Mac is. McNichol. Yes. Sure. Peter. I So he, he as an actor, I've seen him in other things like in Ally McBeal and in Adam's Family uh, Values and such. Mm-hmm. And he is his performance is never as good as this. So oh, wow. I think this is <laughs> his best role. But I just when he was on, on the screen, I really enjoyed his scenes. And... Rick Moranis, like, as soon as he got his hair blown up and out, like, ever, it's from that moment on, whenever he was on the screen for the rest of the film, he was just so entertaining to watch. So both those two characters, those actors, I think, did a really good job. And, and those were my best, my favorite parts of the movie. That's, oh, that's my very classic. Cool. Very cool. Uh, let's see. Dale in chat said the Vigo portrait. The thing is still creepy. So that is his classic maker. Uh, let's go to David next. What did you love most about Ghostbusters 2? Well, Paul kind of stole it earlier. It was the oh, effects. Okay. Nice. Both the practical and the special yeah. effects. I like there was one point where when the Statue of Liberty is about to smash the dome, you see the slime literally receding from the dome. I had to back it up a couple of times just to see. And I was like, did I see what I saw? And it was the dome. Like when she's about to smash the dome, it, the slime, because of the positive slime recedes away from the dome Mm -hmm. when they smash it. Yeah. Yes. Which is very cool. And so just that the, yeah, I would agree that I, I, there's very little in this film where the effects took me out. There's only a little bit, like you were saying, Paul, with the slime around the building, when you have that really mega wide shot and sort of growing, you can sort of see the keyframes of the slime sort of yeah. wrapping around. Um, I don't have a 4K TV, so I, I don't know about all the rest. But, uh, but yeah, the effects were, I, I feel like, especially for 1989, were, were top notch. So, yeah. uh, Tiny, what did you love most about Ghostbusters 2? This is kind of broad, but original cast. These are the yeah. two movies yes. with the original cast. Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, uh, everybody. Sigourney Weaver, they're all back for the film. They didn't recast anybody. They didn't yes. have to write anybody else out of the script. They brought everybody back, and it's, uh, it was a well-done sequel, I thought. Well, they didn't bring the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency guy, back. <laughs> Uh, I forget his name. No, but. they replaced him with this other guy from Wings. Yeah, I didn't like the, the, the mayor's right-hand man well, so you're much. you're not supposed to like the character. He's well, yeah, yeah. that way. If I wanted the EPA, apparently he was supposed to come back. But Oh, I really? Why that would have been cool. That would have been cool. What, but. is he too busy reporting on Die Hard or something? Yeah, apparently. You know, got to get punched Maybe he's out studying by. global warming. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but uh, that leaves me with my classic maker. And I, I think... It's similar to yours, Tiny, and in that, so yours was that all the original cast came back. I like that this was the original cast with a new threat. 
it. But they didn't have to, they didn't try to make it super big. Oh, ghosts all over the world. Or now there's two different big bad guys. Like you said, I felt like in the late 90s, early 2000s, you got a lot yeah. of like, oh, it's a sequel. We got to yeah. have double the bad guys or something. Yeah. Um, it was just like a, a new big bad. We're going to, and it's causing all the smaller henchmen, ghosts or whatever to come out. And we're going to go deal with it. I just like that very simple. I mean, I guess it's simplistic, but I thought it's it's very easy to follow. It, it still allows for a lot of tension in places, comedy in places. I just really enjoyed that they didn't try to go like super, super duper crazy with it. I, I like the overall. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I like the story. I like the villain they chose. I, I thought it being in a painting, a possessed painting was a little weak, but I, I'm fine. I, I think they did the best they could with that. So I just like the overall story and uh arc of the characters and the or the story i should say in this so that is my classic maker for ghostbusters 2 uh, so oh, i was about to say let's go back to paul but we already did yours Woo-hoo! though i that makes me realize i have one more thing i like That's very sorry guys you add something else I know it's weird. I you he think did it I could, again. He did it again. He forgot. I he forgot, forgot again. again. I should really start counting these or noting these down. But yeah, something else I like, guys, was stunning and brave. Each week, host Chris Cowan of the Babylon Bee and Nate Henderson of some boring budging job confess their privilege, spotlight stunning social media posts, and fabricate outrage, all while keeping you super woke and enlightened. They will make you laugh. That's right. You have no choice. Check out Stunning and Brave at stunningandbrave.net. Oh, that's great, Francisco. Well, what does Stunning and Brave have to do with Ghostbusters II? <laughs> well, it was very a very stunning thing that uh, the Save You New York came together for good to project their goodness into the Statue of Liberty. And it's very brave of the Ghostbusters to take on an evil painting. Well, that's a brave attempt for you to include them in here. <laughs> And but not really buying it. Well, what, 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 will you buy this? I have a bridge to sell you. Will we buy that? It depends. Where if is it's it? made of trivial questions, would you buy it? Sounds entertaining. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go in that direction. All right. So this is actually a first, guys. I have. I've always gotten trivia from other places. I came up with this trivia all on all on my own. Just give my Ooh. own own noggin. So here you go. Wow. Did you all realize that Brian Doyle Murray appears in several of his brother, Bill Murray's films, such as Groundhog Day, Scrooge, and this one, Ghostbusters 2. He's the psychiatrist or the the head of the, uh, not sanitarium, what are they called? Asylums or whatever? Yeah, the crazy psychiatric hospital. Yeah, yeah, the hospital. Psychiatric hospital. Yes, thank you. He's he's, He's the head of it in this movie. But I imagine most people don't realize, don't see enough of resemblance to realize that they're brothers. At least I didn't for the longest time. I still don't really see much of a resemblance or voice tone or anything. So my question to you guys is, if one, first off, are any of you only children or do all of you have siblings? I have two brothers and a sister. uh, I have a younger brother. Okay, that works. Okay, then this, this question will work. My question for you is, if if one of your siblings uh, was in a movie with you, do you think people would realize that you were related? Like, essentially, do they look like you? Do you look like them? So let's start with Paul. Um, people have commented that my brother and I look alike. Um, some mm-hmm. people see it. Some people don't. But okay. so I think, yeah, 50-50. Yes. I don't know. 
All right. How about you, Tiny? Uh, some people may. Uh, I don't think we look a ton alike in the face, but mm-hmm. we're we're both like huge, large. I men, was about to say you're both so. tiny, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about half an inch taller than he is. Maybe. Oh, okay. So he's okay. tinier, and you're tiny. slightly tinier wow i'm sure he loves going by that name tinier that's (laughs) tinier slightly tinier oh my gosh how about you david um i think they would really realize we were elated Mm -hmm. but my brothers are a lot thinner than i am um i'm i'm the largest of Mm -hmm. the three uh, uh two brothers and so, yeah, they might recognize some of it, but with my face, it may, might be hidden a little bit. Okay. With my extra gotcha. chins. Very cool. Um, for me, I think I look I look like my three younger brothers in different ways. So it really just depends. But I think people, most times people would say, oh, yeah, you guys are definitely brothers. Even though growing up, we never saw it. We're like, we don't look anything alike. What are you talking yeah, about? I, I'm, with, I'm with that portion because I don't think any of your brothers look like. Yeah, I could see them playing like if they're all on the screen together playing different parts, like and they uh-huh. all came together, I would not say, Oh, they're all brothers. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. But that's me. I feel like our voices are very similar though. If you heard I think our your voices... mannerisms and the way you speak, uh hey, we're say, talking about Paul. See like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's something your brothers would say, just in that inflection and everything. Like, well, isn't that nice? <laughs> whatever okay well uh there you go there's your trivia guys hopefully you enjoyed it all right great trivia francisco and now that we've all had some uh fun talking over our captain uh let's uh, let's find out what you our awesome rewinders had to say about ghostbusters 2 or ii as paul likes to say that's right david bobke says why am i dripping visus with goo Seriously, this line alone almost makes up for all the movie's faults, in my opinion. Wow. Okay. Why am I drippings with goo? Exa- Thank you, Paul. I- oh, oh, I see why that's colored that way now. Why am I well- drippings with goo? Okay, Paul. <laughs> uh, James Felix says, suck in the gut, guys. We're good. The Ghostbusters. Indeed. Something like that. Uh, suck in the gut, guys. We're the Ghostbusters. Stanley Wright, uh, S- Slime, Statue of Liberty, Titanic, if I remember right. A lot of fun, except Winston, apparently. Yeah, he didn't I have guess. fun. He was always angry. <laughs> apparently not. Wardell White says, one slimy but lackluster picture that proves kids still love He-Man. The He-Man. picture of Vigo creeped me out, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dapper Man says, it's okay. The concept was dumb when it takes everything from the original story and throws it out the window. Bill Murray does his best to mess up the film, including not wearing the Ghostbusters outfit. Mm-hmm. They should have went with Dan Aykroyd's multiple paranoia stories, go crazy in the sequel. Then again, there was nothing but trouble. So who knows? So who knows? Oh, no. I'm glad we Michael Fraley says, I agree with the Dapper Man. I saw it in theater and was surprised how much the victory of the previous movie seemed to have been undone by the time the sequel started. I remember having sort of enjoyed it at the time, but never felt motivated to revisit it. Revisit it. I own the... <laughs> Edited it. <laughs> yeah. For... Anyway. I own... He goes on to say, I own the movie on DVD, but only because the package deal was cheaper way uh, was a cheaper way of getting the first movie oh interesting ouch uh 
Mario says, well, I remember some quotes here and there. I remember the movie having some strong language attempts. And overall, the franchise had some good humor of sorts at times that clearly make it suitable for PG-13, if not 14, 16 plus. Still, I thought it was in part a funny movie in a way. I like the chemistry of the actors. Aykroyd from what I've read sometimes is actually a dark one at times, though. Did you know he thought about a sequel which involved a fictional version of Hell? Oh, I'm not cool. thrilled about the cult elements, but I confess I didn't think of them influencing, for example, me in a bad way. Hope they didn't. I know that demons exist. They're not They're not fun at all. Drake Tungsten says, I remember being very disappointed when it came out, but it's grown on me. I didn't like Janine and Lewis together uh, since she liked Egon in the cartoon. It has one of my favorite jokes, though. The do Ray Egon. And then Matthew Cros Cosby uh, finishes out the feedback with a very mediocre sequel. It definitely had its moments, though. So a lot of those toward the end sort of lead us into the things we didn't like so much about Ghostbusters 3. So we'll spin up our... Worst three. Worst three things. And let's begin <coughs> with David this time. What did What's something you didn't care for about <coughs> this sequel? I'm sorry, Francisco, but it was that remodification of the Ghostbusters theme. <laughs> that ghost, that that new version. How of dare you? I'm that sorry, was Francisco. Great. I'm so. Oh no 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 no. Yes, it was very eighty late eighties, exactly. but no, yes. they should have stuck with the classic. No, we 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 should have no stuck gun. with the classic. We 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 ain't friend no gun dun 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, it's so much better. I I I something strange going on. Something's wrong. Right. Something 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 uh -oh. something something. I like it so much better. I mean, they're both good. I'm not saying the the, first, the original is bad by any means, but all right. But you don't like it. All right, all right, David. You you're allowed not to like it. Um, was that was that your dislike, or was, there, was it the songs on the whole that you didn't like? Um, for the most part, I liked the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. It was just that version. I'm like, seriously, no, no, <laughs> just no. All right, that's that's fair. Uh, Tiny, what were you saying? Seriously, no, no, no to. <laughs> Remember when Paul said he wasn't sure if, uh, what's his name? Yiddish? Yonish? Yonish. Yonish, sure. We'll go with that. Yeah, he said if he wasn't sure if he was the best or the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. I thought, maybe not the worst, but I was not a fan. Yeah, I didn't care for him either. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make my just like this, so, but so expound, Tiny. Why did you like him? He's a hard pill to swallow. He, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I just... I can't. I don't know if I can really put a finger on it. He just he didn't have a lot of funny lines. Oh, he I had a couple. But why also, am I dripping with goo? <laughs> it Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know this. <laughs> That's how I felt when I was watching his character. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, nah, he just. I don't know. I, I would have preferred because we didn't see a ton of like Vigo the ghost in the film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he was in a way, even though he wasn't like the big bad. He was like the the standard what am I trying to say it. the herald of the big bad. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I would have preferred maybe a creepier guy. Like he okay. was more. More evil, less nerdy. He but looked, it, wait, it wait, are comedy, you talking about Jonas or Vigo? Was, that, so, huh? Are you talking about Jonas or, or Vigo? Jonas, Yoda, Jonas. Oh, yeah. okay. Because yeah. I thought he looked, I thought you were talking about Vigo, because I thought he looked very creepy in the painting, but when oh, no, he, no, he became he like a regular person, I'm just like, 
Oh, if, they found some guy off the street. Put him in yeah. there. <laughs> Wait, you don't think it's the same person, Paul? In no, the they did. Does. No, they got. The, but what I'm saying is, he doesn't look as menacing in as real when life. He comes in the flesh, right? Yeah, as he does yeah. In the no, painting. I I would yeah. agree with you there. I would agree with you there. But yeah, I'm I'm with you, Tiny. You know, and something about he says, and this happens to me sometimes with characters on screen. Like he says to to Dana, Sigourney Weaver's character, uh, maybe my breath stinks or, or smells or something, and she's like, no, no. And then she walks away and she's like, like yeah, that's it. And so I always, whenever I see him on screen, I just I can sort of smell smelliness. I don't oh, know what wow. it is. It's so strange. So that's, that's just a interesting factoid about me, I suppose. Uh, but Paul, I want to hear an interesting factoid about something you didn't like about Ghostbusters too. With the character relationship they set up in the first movie between Dana and Peter Venkman, this is five years later. And then in this time, they said that uh, they got together, dated, were talking about marriage or try to bring it up, broke up. She got married to somebody else, had mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. They got divorced and he mm-hmm. left to Europe. And now... Uh, all that happened within five years. I mean, that's a lot. That I mean, is a lot. It's it's kind of uh, for me. It's a little bit hard to swallow. Like maybe seven years or something to have all that or or something. I don't know. I mean, the baby is still within. I want to say only under a yeah, year. The, a who, year under. who knows? At any point, no. The uh, the child, the age of the child's fine. It's like that. Her relationships. All yeah. happened within five years. It seems kind of fast to me. For someone, Dana is very practical. I don't see her <laughs> rushing into marriage of this other guy or anything like that. She seems to be like a slow and steady kind of person. Mm-hmm. So it, it so it was just weird to me. Okay, that's fair. I wish they did I, something I, better. I didn't get really give thought to the timeline mm-hmm. of that, but yeah, I could see what you're talking about there for sure. Uh, also, just because uh, I just throw this out there real quick, like I know mm-hmm. the timeline doesn't match up, but how cool would the plot have been if this had been the child of the gatekeeper and the keymaster? Yes, and then oh, that's why the ghost just trying to possess him, you know, because there's some kind oh, of yeah. paranormal some... energy around it. He would have been would be five, cool. but that still would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> or four. Wait. Yeah, yeah, that would have been. Did. I guess, I guess that, yeah, I didn't realize that from the first one, but essentially Rick Moranis and Sigourney Weaver's characters, Lewis and Dana, they get together. It's heavily yes. implied. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. I guess Tried so, yeah. to open a portal. Yes. Huh. <laughs> yeah. That would have been interesting if that was yeah. her baby. Yeah. 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 But, okay. More interesting than this concoction of a divorce and, yeah. Fair. Fair. And you know what's even... A worse concoction, Paul, in my oh, mind. Please tell me. Is the whole uh, Vigo possessing Ray? Yes. I feel like just becomes a big nothing burger because they he like he turns around at the end. Yes. He's like, oh, I'm Vigo yes. now, and then they just spray him. And it's like, oh well, that didn't yeah. really mean much. A lot of so, setup, but no payoff or yeah, very little payoff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's there's scenes that were taken out where Ray is like trying to kill the Ghostbusters by like he's driving the car and he tries to like crash into things or something because he's possessed. Then. But those got cut out. Well, probably for the better. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but that would have given more reason to him being possessed. Is what yeah, I'm but saying. then he. But why the baby then? Because he could take care. He, yeah, yeah. He I don't take over Yonish or something. Yeah, 
So it didn't, I felt like that was sort of wasted or yeah. not needed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's something I didn't like. Uh, let's go back around. And David, was something else you didn't care for in Ghostbusters 2? Okay. The Statue of Liberty is coming down the yep. street. And you give the, her as much room as a big rig. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> and even the crowd, like, it's New Year's Eve. I would have expected a larger crowd. It's New York, yeah. New Year's, even in the 1980s. I would have expected a larger crowd, but also uh, you have this little crowd and only giving about this, you know, about of the size of a tr- uh, tractor trailer could get through, but not much more. And this is a bigger statue. Yeah. I'm like, come on. That's, you know, yeah, I love New York, but you needed more New York a little bit there. Every place else that, yeah, I liked where they had a lot of throws in New York, but that's where we needed more New York. And also give the Statue of Liberty yeah. room to move. Well, okay, but aren't most people in New York at Times Square for the ball dropping? They're not by the the Met or wherever this museum was. Yeah, I don't know where the museum is in relationship to the um, to okay. where Times Square was, but I mean, even the crowd there it didn't seem like a Times Square crowd. I mean, you see the Statue of Liberty walking towards the museum, you'd follow and go, "Let's ooh." Let's go where that is. Just to make sure I'm <laughs> yeah, not drunk. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because, yeah, I would want to be like, whoa, that big thing's moving? Tiny's yeah. driving this big mechanized thing? I want to go see that. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, that's that's totally fair, though. So that that inconsistency with, like, it took you, it, like, broke realism or su- broke your suspension of disbelief. Because it's, what? like, the crowd should be way bigger and and all that. What Paul? You look like you're about to say yeah. something. Yeah, but I think Batman came out after this. I thought, what if they, they, what if they saw Batman, or you know, they knew that like the Joker was releasing balloons of gas on a parade. So they're like, all right, we'll stay away from this just in case the Joker's there releasing balloons. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sure joke. that's what they were all thinking of. <laughs> wow. You can edit uh, that out. Sorry, listeners. No, I'm not editing it out. I'm Nor sorry. will I edit out I your next dislike, which is what, Paul? Oh, okay. This bothered me at the time, and huh? every time I watch it sub- subsequently, it it's ridiculous. Okay, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe came out from 83 to 85. That's when it was yeah. at its highest. Uh-huh. Okay, and Ghostbusters, the first movie, came out smack dab in the middle of 84. Yeah. Two years after 1985... The the momentum of He-Man, the popularity had gone way down, but they released the the movie uh, Masters of the Universe, and that bombed in the box office. <laughs> and then two years after that, <laughs> this movie's released, and they have kids chanting He-Man would never happen in 1989. <laughs> I don't know why. I think the only reason why they included it is because while they were filming the first Ghostbusters, like, oh, who's who's popular at this time? Uh, what were they turning their kids? Uh, He Man. That was four years ago. I may have misread this, but I think it was actually a hat tip to that filmation did both He Man and the real Ghostbusters, and so that's why they did it. Well, regardless, they it was off. Their timing is off. Everything it does not compute. These kids <laughs> in 1989 would not be chanting. There's nowhere in 1989 do you have a group of kids chanting He-Man unless they're paid to. <laughs> Maybe they were paid happened. to. Paul. They'd be probably uh, cheering turtles. 
they probably be cheering Ninja Turtles, yeah. Ninja Turtles, Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Was popular at the time. Oh, yeah, but... I guess so, yeah. No. Yeah, good points. Good points. Turtles, turtles. And that that's oh, that'd be a cool crossover because there's four and four. Ghostbusters meet the Ninja Turtles. That'd yeah, be fun. They've done that in the comics. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Uh in, and I think they made um little figures of them. They made figures of them. Oh, okay. Them all together? That's awesome. No, the cartoons. I mean, sorry, the, the action figures. He's talking about the action figures. They made the, yeah. the turtles dressed up as the as the gross oh, oh, cool. oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. I think I did see that. And Donatello would have been Egon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, but, Tiny, uh, why don't you tell us instead of who you would dress up in, in Ninja Turtles versus But uh, hold on. No, costumes. no. Before we go with that, I, I've, I have to correct a big error. Okay. <gasps> Filmation okay. did not do the real Ghostbusters. That My was bad. Done See, by I don't Deke. know what I'm doing. No, oh, okay. Filmation did the original Ghostbusters with the ape and everything. Oh, there which was I never a saw. Big conflict. You're talking about the other side of Filmation, oh. and and, and uh, okay. so that if anything, it would have been the opposite. But My anyway. bad. Thank you for correcting that error, Paul. Yes. Now. Now remember, you don't have to send your hate mail to pauljpires.com. You can just <laughs> can say can send your uh you're the best letters to franciscoruiz.com. No. Um Tiny, let's get to you. Sorry. Some where would you send hate mail or what would be in your hate mail to this movie? Uh what did you just like? Uh you know, and you kind of talked about this earlier that there was some uh, deleted scenes where yeah. Ray was like possessed. I felt like just watching the film, the end was kind of rushed a little bit mm. and mm. maybe, I mean, I don't know why they cut out those scenes. I'm sure they had mm-hmm. their, their reason for yeah. doing so. Maybe they weren't so great, but I did feel like the ending at the very, was just kind of rushed. Like mm-hmm. Ghostbusters show up, he does his little bad juju and they can't move around, but then, Oh, everyone's singing. So we can get up and then they just blast him and it's over. You know, it's yeah. felt, it felt Sounds good to me. Let's yeah, get this movie no. Over with. I, you know what? I will um speak to that. I'll speak to that now. Um, I, <laughs> I was like, is that my tragic maker? It's not. Okay. Uh, I almost felt like, and we've had this conversation when we played uh, covered video games on the podcast with my brother Kitos, uh, and where there's this element to games. Where the level's challenging, it's like a good challenge, and then he gets the boss, and it's like, oh, it's that was that is it, the boss. That boss was super easy. I feel <laughs> like the boss should be tougher in some regards than the level because it's scaling up. It's this is pinnacle. You want it to be the hardest challenge. You don't want this to pitter out. And I kind of felt like that's what happened with this movie at the end. It's like this is great. I love the Statue of Liberty. You're going. I almost wanted to. I okay. This is ridiculous. But I think it would have been amazing if there's <laughs> no, that's really dumb. I think what if Vigo became big size and fought with the statue. Yes, <laughs> battle of the kaijus. Yes. I think I think that would have been cool. Oh, maybe oh no, here's what happens. Oh, no. Vigo somehow resurrects the State Puff Marshmallow Man, and then the, he then they it's a fight. Three on, it's a mano imano mano. Yes, yes, yes. I was thinking that, oh, but then the, the monster, <laughs> then the Monster Island Film Vault would have had to cover yes. it for their in their American kaiju. That's fine. We need more more of them. What were you going to say, uh, Tiny? No, I was just going to say I was thinking that uh, it is this 
is that is kind of an element of these first two films that is often overlooked. And maybe this is why people didn't enjoy like the 2016 reboot. I haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. I, I heard I, it was good, but mm-hmm. the first two movies, there's a big kaiju monster. Yeah. You, you have Wait. to have at some point, oh, yeah. you need a big kaiju monster. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sexual delivery, I don't know if I quite classify as a kaiju monster, more of like a mech, but I see where you're but going still, with that. Yeah, sure. Something that's really big that's walking yes. down the streets of New York. You got to have that. I exactly. Think you that if, you, if you're going to have a good Ghostbusters movie. Yes. I, I think that that's true. Something else that I think detracted from the Ghostbusters movie, and this is my other dislike, because I was just riffing off Tiny's there for a second, um, is I thought the Ecto-1, they just souped up way too much. There's too much gadgetry on it. It's like, Junk on I the feel top. like that thing's going to just yeah. topple over on a turn. I don't know what's yeah. going on there. I yeah. like the little neon sign, like Ghostbusters are back. That's cool. But there's just too much other junk that wasn't yeah. ever used. I much rather them have like from the cartoon the little helicopter thing that like comes oh, out yeah, that and then they have too. the helicopter uh flying thing. I think that would be really cool. Plus you add that with the two kaiju battles. That's yeah. how they're I mean, it's just let's just go all out here, guys. But, yeah. Spend the money on getting your smog fixed. Smog fixed. When it was driving, it was oh yeah, at the beginning of the movie, black it was smoke kind of a out. Yeah. Wasn't that just at the beginning when it was old still? I yes. didn't notice it throughout the rest of the film because it was quick. They didn't they like fixed. draw a fine line and point to it, but I did kind of feel like at the beginning of the movie, it's a, it's not been well kept. Yeah, and exactly. Later on when they're back, it's like, in. oh, we got it fixed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But you know what? That wasn't the worst part, at least for me, about this film. The worst part, and I'm going to start, I'm just because I like hearing the sound of my own voice, apparently. The worst part of this movie, for me, it's not that big of a deal, but. I, why does the painting, they shoot Vigo into the paint, it explodes, that's cool. Why does it become an image of them with the baby? Yeah, it doesn't have, make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I did not understand this. So, Reasons anyone, if you have you an explanation not... that I'm missing, they nope. wanted it. They wanted it. So they I... wrote it in there. Okay. Whatever. So that is my tragic maker for this. Uh, David, what did you hate most about Ghostbusters 2? Well, it was Jean, whatever Jean, whatever his name is. Jonas. I, he, Paul, I'm sorry. He, Jonas. He was the <laughs> worst. So we have the full What was his accent? Here. Yes, love it. <laughs> Yes. What was that accent? Was it supposed to be German? Was it supposed to be French? What was he trying to do with that accent? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I thought it would have been funny if he had suddenly stopped using the accent after he got slimed. But um, that may have put a little redeeming on it. But this guy, it's like... I mean, I mean, he gets, he gets, he goes nuts when Vigo shocks him, and then suddenly he's like, "I'm gonna start worshiping you, Vigo. You're now being, you're now my god." And I'm like, "Yeah, uh, you, you make this movie, tra- you would make this movie a tragic if wow. I write a tragic." Everything you're doing is bad. <laughs> I, I certainly did not have. Yes, the- everything he did was bad. I didn't have the reaction you guys seem to have, Tiny and uh, David. You had to. To Jonas's character, I didn't like him. He smelled obviously, but uh, I didn't. But I didn't have that reaction. But I can totally understand where you guys were coming from with that. Uh, Tiny, but apparently something was even worse than Jonas for you. 
What was your tragedy maker for GB2? This is kind of piggybacking off the other thing I said, but uh, Vigo the Carpathian, I thought he was a really good villain. I actually thought he was a better big bad than Gozer personally, oh, yeah. but yeah, we yeah. didn't see enough of him. That yeah. was that was my problem. Is yes. he's just he he pops up a couple times to tell Art Nerd what to do. <laughs> and then at the end, like you were talking about, he's the big boss, but they just kind of show up and immediately do away with him. Yeah. So, exactly. So I, I, we we needed more a more evil, scarier and more of Vigo the Carpathian. He, you know what? You know what? He becomes a floating head. That floating head would make sense for that to get giant and just like bust yeah. out of the top and just like start like headbutting the Statue of Liberty and then they fight. <laughs> I think that'd be cool. And Let's the Statue of Liberty somehow sets it on fire with it. Yes. Sword. Yes, I love it. <laughs> that would have been good. That would have like, been good. Totally like um, gores it with its spikes on its head, like bam. Yeah. That would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. Let's do Let's make this. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 fa- fabulous fan fiction. It's fabulous. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay. So you agree that, yeah, Vigo should have been. He was, I, I agree that I feel like he was more menacing looking and feeling than Gozer. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I wish they, they had done more with him to capitalize on that. All right, Paul, that leaves... Oh, actually, before I get to Paul, uh, Dale's tragedy maker, uh, he left in chat, says, Absence of Rick Moranis. I miss seeing him in the movies. I understand why he left acting, but still miss seeing him. Well, yeah, but he's in this movie, Dale, so I don't I know how that's a tragedy maker about Ghostbusters 2. Maybe but, it's right. the the tragic maker of the go- other Ghostbusters sequels that he wasn't in. Oh, oh, maybe. that could, But be. not this one. Sorry. No. So what about this one, Paul? What did you hate most about Ghostbusters 2? So to me, this movie feels like a very long episode of the Ghostbusters. Um, it's nice to, like, like Tiny said, it's it's great to have the original cast back, mm-hmm. but to me, this didn't feel the story wasn't worthy of a film. It was. I don't oh. know what about it it that they could do because they they had big moments, they had personal moments. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't make me, it doesn't feel like, oh, yes, it's worthy. When comparing to the first movie, it doesn't feel as grandiose, I guess. I don't know how to, 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 I'm struggling here with words. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. It it doesn't feel like like there's not enough weight to it almost. It it feels like the stakes aren't high enough, maybe. I don't know. It's in the the first one. Wasn't the, I'm sorry, wasn't the stakes like if, if Gozer comes back, they were she was gonna like enslave the planet or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty and, much. And yes. Vigo was and gonna end like, the world and make it all worth you know hell on right. earth with his. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how to fix it. It just didn't mm-hmm. feel as good, and it felt the parts were slow and not as interesting as the first movie. I but that's here. Me. Here's how I would fix it, Paul. Um, tell me what you guys think of this. No, <laughs> uh, I almost think um, you there should be an element of Vigo winning at first and like the slime oh. start consuming the city and turning people into like them either into phantoms or ghosts or zombies or something. And it's actually corrupting the whole city at large. Then and then that? maybe that. What? No. How do you fix that? How do you? Oh, well, that's when the Ghostbusters, that's when they bring the, the Statue of Liberty and that sort of starts healing or something. I don't know. Maybe that's how they fix it. Or that's where they start 
shooting him and then that weakens the power or something like that. I, I don't know. But I'm, if there is this like fall into hell, so to speak, I think that would up the stakes. It's like, oh crap, we're losing. We got to really figure out. We got to cross the streams again. See, that's the thing. They have this epic moment with like, oh, we, this is our last stitch ever. We could end the world right now by doing this if we get it wrong, but it's the only way to move forward. They used it up. Yeah, in the first I was about one. So you can't do that again because that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, the whole Superman <laughs> ending of the Donner cut of Superman 2. It's like, use the same ending as the first movie. Oh, really? Work. He did yeah. a Earth spin thing yeah. in the Donner cut? Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, so yeah. you'd have to see something but else. But they only had fr- two Proton They only had two Proton packs. The other two had the slime blowers. They had, had the, the ooze, ooze things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But still, you could. I feel like yeah. you could have still done something with the ooze. Maybe I mean, you the combination it, up of the ooze with the, the Proton lights like the coming oh. out had a, an effect that that would have been cool yeah, yeah. i would have been behind that yeah but it's part of the fabulous fan fiction that we'll never exactly see. all right well then so the stakes weren't high enough and now that we was end of the world the stakes were high enough for me but i don't like it here's one more idea what if vigo is trying to capture all the babies instead of just one baby like all the babies were disappearing Okay, that's weird. And becoming like evil babies. <laughs> and he was sticking them together like Legos. <laughs> and making There's a your kaiju. kaiju monster to fight the Statue of Liberty. A okay. giant kaiju of evil babies. Yeah. <laughs> that, that becomes an evil baby, and they have this wail of terror. <laughs> have you seen Everyone's coming there. No. Oh, you should check goodness. that out for a similar. That wouldn't have gotten past the sensors. Yeah, either. probably yeah. not. But especially so. if the Ghostbusters blew it up at the you know, <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't fix them, they just you know set it on fire. <laughs> wow! Oh wow, indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Well, now that we've entered all our fabulous fan fictions and uh, firing range into the firing computer, uh, so you have a firing solution for us. <laughs> Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. Give that salvo authority for this rating. Oh my gosh. Do we rate Ghostbusters 2 a classic? We'd recommend anyone go see this, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, it's worth revisiting if you saw if you have seen it before, but if you never have caught it, it's not worth your time today. Or do we rate it a tragic? It's worth no one's time today. If you've never seen it before, keep it that way. And if you have seen it before, don't sully any memory any good memories you have of it with a rewatch. So let's start with our guests. We'll start with David first. What is your final reign for Ghostbusters 2? I'm going to rate it classic. I think... Classic? Uh, Up from yes. nostalgic? What? Yeah. I think it but was... Jonas. Yeah, yeah. He was great. Yeah. But every it, there's other things that put it put it into classic territory. If it was just Yonich, tragic. But if it, with um with everything else in it, I, I kind of say, yeah, I'm going classic. Very very cool. Uh, David, how about you? You like uh, or tiny? I'm sorry, tiny. Like David, you had uh, predicted nostalgic. What was your final rating though? Like David, I'm going to go with classic as well. I've watched this movie again. 
I I know at no point did I start looking at my phone, start uh-huh. flipping through of social media feed. I, I enjoyed it, and I think it's at least as good as the first film. Whoa. So if you enjoy Ghostbusters, I think you'll probably like this one too. Wow! But but they don't have a bunch of babies stacked together Lego style as a Not giant yet. baby kaiju. All right, That's part three. That's part three. That's the part three that we didn't get. Yeah. By the way, I'm curious. Just a quick tangent. Tanya had mentioned he hasn't seen uh, Afterlife. I haven't seen it either. Paul or no. David, have you guys seen Ghostbusters Afterlife? Yes, I'm the only okay. It's so only one of you has. Okay. Has any of our ideas worth any of them in it? No. Oh, bummer. Okay. <laughs> Was there a giant kaiju monster? I don't. I've recall. seen the clip of the end. Okay. No, that's fine. Okay. Uh, all right. So, no. All right. <laughs> There's so, little tiny kaiju monsters. Okay. Don't spoil me anymore. Man is. <laughs> don't spoil anymore. Well, that's in the trailer. Sorry. All right, Paul. Your rain wasn't in the trailer, but it should be on the poster, probably. PaulJPowers.com rates Ghostbusters two a. Eh? Um. That's what it says. Um, <laughs> True to form. I, I predicted tragic, but yeah. Um, well, there there is a caveat. If you have not seen the first Ghostbusters, do not watch this first. Yeah, yeah. You it's, won't care oh, about yeah. these characters oh. at all. Yeah, yeah, or as much. So um, that being said, and like I said, it's been a while since I've seen it, and I I enjoyed seeing the original cast back mm-hmm. together and uh, the the good parts. Did they outweigh the bad? I'm not sure, so I'm going to stick with nostalgic. I'm going to say no, they didn't outweigh it necessarily, but I'm going to say nostalgic. You're not sticking with nostalgic, you're upping it to nostalgic. I'm upping it to nostalgic. All right, all right. We almost had a perfect streak there until I broke it, but no, okay. But Paul just like had to be like nostalgic. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine, Paul. That's Mm -hmm. fine. We, but we could have had a unanimous classic on our hands because oh, I read this a classic as well. Oh, I'm so glad we don't because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am like Tiny. I feel like this was just fun. I enjoyed the whole thing. I was just like laughing. First? It's not better than the first, well, but it's Tiny as good says. as the first. No, he said I it's, agree. Yeah. I it, would it, never say it's better, but no, as good. Yeah. It's yeah. as I'm not good. As oh, good, wow. it's and it's but it's different. It, I will say yes. People have claimed it's more kitty. Fine, whatever. I think it's still a lot of fun. So I I rate classic as well. So according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate Ghostbusters two a disputed classic film. We'd recommend anyone go see this, whether or not you've seen it before. Though I think we would all agree. See Ghostbusters the first one before yes. watching this one. I don't think they would yes, definitely see that one say, first. Yeah, yeah. All right. So now it's time to get, to get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. Oh, I thought it was going to be He-Man. Headsets online. Receiving incoming transmission. No He-Man here, but ah, uh, feels good to be back. Uh, but we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 1989 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflux capacitors, namely... Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keane, Patrick Hicks, Chris Cowan, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, James Kennison, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Ruiz, Pastor Deucin, Kenneth and Redeemed Otaku, That's Our Baba, Josh Adams, D. Tungsten, Andy Lewis, Jeff, The Dapper Man Reviews, Tony from the Retro Days, Mr. Loss, Daryl Hafner, Rosie, and in addition to seven other awesome pages as well. 
Thank you all so much for keeping the gigawatts coming in. If you want to help us keep flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to start. This stream is sponsored by PaulJPowers.com. And while we're thinking, people, we want to give a big, stinky, Yonish hug to David <laughs> Gardner and Christopher Tiny Sullivan for supporting us with their thoughts about Ghostbusters II. So let's start um, alphabetically like I do. We'll start with Enthusiast. David, where can people find you online? Is there anything cool you got going on? Um, you, I am have been as i call he just called me enthusiast uh i'm i do do a devotional podcast haven't done it lately but i am going to be picking that back up also i am going to be starting a reading podcast called the world between the the world between the words where we look at some of the fantasy novels and books and kind of explore the worlds that those create very cool awesome when do you plan that starting um, I've got three episodes uh, or four episodes planned. I've read three of the books. So hopefully by the beginning, um, November, the first episode okay. will drop in November. That's November, so. 2020, 2022 for all you people that are like listening yeah. in the future, future. So maybe by the time the bonus episodes for this episode. Come wow, up. Paul, maybe I'm we'll slowly see. catching up. Maybe we'll see. Wow. And uh, while we're uh, thanking people, thank you so much, Tiny, for coming aboard and uh, sharing your thoughts again. And congratulations on the promotion. How can people find you online? Is there anything cool you got going on? Uh, Again, I would just like to say thanks for having me on your show. And anyone who wants more of uh, me, I suppose, I don't know why you would, but you can catch me. You do. You want more of Tiny oddity podcasts so we john we talk about odd news stories we try to help guide people through this crazy weird world so it makes sense of it awesome very very cool tiny thank you tiny thank you david so much for being back on the show thank you paul for another awesome ghost busting episode and all you for joining us whether you're uh, new to the podcast or you're one of our awesome rewinders thank you all for a fun voyage yeah you betcha and you can find me pauljpowers.com at pauljpowers.com oh i thought it was net. thank you for clarifying you're and you welcome. can find me on our discord for show announcements or just to say hi join us there at retroreonpodcast.com slash discord This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box, a curated collection of podcasts, videos, and articles that will provide you a balanced meal of content. You will find culture celebrated for its past and future, satirized for its extremes, explored in study, and created anew in story. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. Wow. Okay. Apparently Paul's pumpkin is narrating the culture box. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jack. All right. And uh, as he just said, we are now part of Culture Box Media Network. Find all the shows unpacking truth, story, comedy, and geekery at culturebox.media, not dot com, dot media. Dot media, and, yes. So with that, Captain, we are in final approach to base where hopefully He Man will be waiting for us. Wow. <sighs> Ghostbusters, Paul. Ghostbusters 2. Two of them. Oh, Thank you. It's going to be He-Man. Nope. It's <laughs> going to be something else here in a second. Let me get through the actual script, though. I mean, 
my very uh, impromptu ad-libbed comments. Thank you, XO, and thank you all for listening. We pray you are more joyful today than when you first hit play. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, our next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. It's Morphin Time! Tyrannosaurus! Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. There's something strange in the neighborhood. We got gone! Oh man, I thought we were going to review the next episode of Firefly. Oh, we are. Ship like this, be with you to the day you die. Retro. Because it's a death trap. The part of rewind. Pretty cunning, don't you think? They were robbed of time, young indeed, made them poor. Burnt out on dullness, what was it all for? With Firefly now, what reviews will they find? The hero of time, retro of rewind. Welcome to another episode. I'm tolerating that a little bit more. I don't know why. (laughs) It's growing on you like a fungus. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Um, I do want to say real quick, uh, for those that maybe knew the show, like, and they like Firefly, but they're like, I don't understand what does Young Indiana Jones have to do with this? Well, if you listen to our original Ghostbusters episode, which you could go back and listen to that at Tour. Retro Rewind Podcast.com slash 211. We had David on. We had Tiny back for that. We also had Dallas Moore from Geek Devotions on with us for that one. Um, we were covering Young Indiana Jones way back then. That's almost two years ago now. And so, yeah, if you have you ever watched Young Indiana Jones, I think you go watch an episode. That intro will make a lot of sense, though that episode we covered on Ghostbusters did happen to be one of the better ones. Regardless, Let's get into this episode of Firefly. Paul, what episode are we covering today? All right. Today we're covering episode 11 titled Trash. Now, this begins um, one of the next three episodes. See, the Firefly in the U.S. was canceled after the 11th episode was aired, and there were 14 made at the time, so there were three unaired episodes so this is the first of the three. The next three we'll be covering are those unaired episodes. But they, uh, this did air in these three episodes did air in the UK and it aired July oh, 21st, cool. 2003. So with that, Captain, you want to give us a one sentence synopsis of this episode titled Trash? Yes. So uh, Saffron is back. Yeah. Dun, from our Mrs. Reynolds. She is back. <laughs> To cause trouble, but she has she has a, a a heist or a gig. I forget a gig. A hi- well, she a has job. a job. Thank you, thank you, Tiny <laughs> She has a job for the crew. No one trusts her, but they decide to go with it because they need the the coin. So they go. They try to rob her, a former husband of hers, or she, we find out she goes by Yolanda. Hijinks ensues, but the crew outsmarts her and come away with the cash. I love my captain. That's great, Paul. Um, but uh, so before we get started on this, let's go around real quick and just say if or, whether or not we've seen Firefly before. Uh, I have seen Firefly, Paul. I know you have. 
Uh, Tiny and David, have you guys seen Firefly before? Let's start <laughs> thanks with to Tiny. you, Captain. Oh, oh, thanks to me. All right, you're you're welcome, David. Glad well, to be we'll here. We'll see about that. What? <laughs> um, I have never watched the series in its entirety. I did uh-huh. watch the film Serenity. <laughs> oh, okay. most not people do knowing that, that it yeah. had anything to do with the series, and then thinking at the time, this is a terribly written film. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. It's kind of like watching Ghostbusters 2 without watching the it first is, one. It is, it is. Wow. It's a lot like that. Yeah. And then I've seen one episode, and it was the episode we're discussing. Tonight, oh, trash okay, crazy. That I watched okay. for this show. So nice. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. I'll end the mode. It yes. Why yes, am I drippings with goo? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that bad? <laughs> Uh, but since we're in Edna mode, thank you, Liquid Gold Fifty Two, for following. Can we wonder? Welcome, welcome. Um, by the way, guys, if you could be praying for me, my kids were sick all this week. I really hope I didn't catch anything. So please be praying that I don't catch anything. No, no. Right, right, Paul. Anyways, okay, so let's get into the thing. One thing we liked about this episode: trash. Uh, a Firefly. Let's start with a tiny this time. So your only episode of Firefly. What did you like about it? What's the best thing you liked? I liked that the only people in space are apparently young hot people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's all. Astronauts are totally hot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the my normal gosh. people are digging ditches back on Earth. <laughs> They're in the slave communities. <laughs> No, Earth was used up, Paul. So they That's made a whole right. bunch well, of other they're Earths. on other planets, or they're part yes. of the the alliance where they don't go. Exactly. All right, fair. <laughs> David, uh, what did you like about the hot people in space? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I won't go there. Um, I I like the fact that it was a heist movie, a heist show you know they had the little planning and the discussion and then you know when things go wrong like most things happen in a heist movie you know they had the you know okay what do we do to change this and i i thought it was a great heist movie with even that tension of will simon kill jane that was a good that that yeah i agree that that was going to be my my classic maker for the episode. I probably enjoyed that scene. That was very very well done where mm-hmm. where where they had the confrontation but kind of like hopefully this is settled between them. We'll see how it works. Yes, but, exactly. But exactly. for me, the opening of this episode, like the first 2 minutes, it just or the first <laughs> minute, it just <laughs> zooms in on Mal. And he's naked, sitting on a, a, a deserted yes. planet, sitting on a rock. Yep, and he that says, went well. That went well. And then <laughs> cut to 72 hours prior. I mean, that is one of the best openings of a TV slash movie or whatever. It just yep. hooks you in like, oh, wow, what happened what here? What happened? Exactly. So exactly. I got to give props to that opening. That was yes. fantastic. Totally, totally. For me, I've I, definitely Yosef Bridge. I love that line when he called, when Mal calls, uh, what's her name? Chris, Christina, I forget what the actress's name is. She's in Mad Men, I know, and some other things, but yeah. Hendrix? Christina Hendrix? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, when he uh, 
calls her, what do we do now, Yosef Bridge? <laughs> or something like that. I just, I loved what is the interplay. Yosef Bridge? Because she's Saffron, Saffron and Yolanda our Mrs. Reynolds, Yolanda and Bridget. She goes, she oh, went by all three. those three names yeah. into one. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. It went on over my head. <laughs> Um, so I just, I loved their interplay and, uh, yeah, she is, I think she's probably my favorite recurring uh, character, yeah. uh, uh, throughout she's a the fun foe series. Yeah, she is. She's kind of like, um, almost like a cat woman. Like she yeah. has some good qualities, mm -hmm. but she's mostly yeah. bad. Yeah. So I, I, I enjoy her. But why do people keep like almost trusting her or something? I, I don't, don't get it. Anyway. She's hot. Well, but once you said that in the, that. she said I, that in the episode, she's I like, know. "Yeah, I'm evil, but I'm hot." <laughs> yes, <laughs> but once you know she's evil, it's like, yeah. Well, that's why they had that backup plan with Inara. Right? She, they knew she was going to turn on him, so it's yeah. like they they just had that. They knew that was going to happen, so they accounted for it. Um, but okay, so those are things we liked about this episode of Trash. What didn't we really care for, though? Uh, let's. I'm going to start with Paul this time. Um, at the towards the beginning, um, when Mal first meets um, our ex Mrs. Reynolds, or still they're still married somehow, according to the writing of this episode, it's very confusing. Mm. Um, it he they he, he finds her with a new husband, and the. I was expecting the husband to know like, oh yeah, I know she's like this, this, um, you know, this, what, what do you call the, the secret undercover person who's like really yeah. good at manipulating people. Yeah, That's yeah. why I married her. Like rather oh. than, oh yeah, I'm being duped too. But I understand like, well then how do you get to the meat of the story where they're hooked? Yeah. But I just yeah. thought it was too like, convenient or too but that's what she does paul that's like her job she's to con people. i know but i i felt like oh we already heard this story in a previous episode like uh, that part okay. so let's okay. come up with something new like okay but All right. so i thought that part was underwritten like it could have that mm -hmm. was is too glossed over okay that's fair uh david how about you what did you not care about this episode i would say the beginning of the whole um, Irnara, Mal, um, trying to like, okay, we're going to try to, we, we already know that they like each other. They'll never mm -hmm. admit it to each other, but they like each other. But the whole, like, I'm yes. thinking about leaving and just like, it like, why are we even starting this? Cause I don't really think it continues much into, um, into the next two. I may be wrong, but I know even in the novels, that they kind of put that in there of, well, mm. she's still thinking about leaving. And it's like, it didn't quite mesh for me. Um, okay. Yeah. Even when it was, I understand when it was with, um, Yosef Bridge, but when it mm. was just then before the, the scene, it's like, why? No. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, the the fight, the quote unquote fighting seemed a little forced. I don't, I I can see where each one is coming from, but I felt like they were getting a little upset too easily or something. Like, you don't like see them fighting, like, and it's like, eh, it's, yeah, it's not a fun scene. Yeah, where it That's could fair. be, but yeah, yeah, 
How about you, Tiny? What wasn't a fun scene or a fun bit from this uh, episode for you? Um. Okay. Keep in mind, I've only seen this one episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But there was that small. Who are line these people? Where, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who are they? I don't get it. No, yeah. they say that uh, the captain, whatever his name was, Malcolm he, Reynolds. Yeah. And the old guy. What was the old guy's name that was oh, married to Bridget? Bridget? Oh yeah. What was the, his name? Oh, oh, uh, Monty with the mustache. Monty, Monty yes, yes with the mustache, yeah. shaved his beard. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, she says, so did, were, did y'all fight together in the war? And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah. And I felt like that was like, oh, they fought together in some war uh-huh. back in the day. But this yes. dude is like super young. That war must have been, I don't know, a couple years ago. It was, yeah. it was like in the last five or ish years. I was about to say less than 10 years. Six years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It wasn't that long ago from the point of this. Let's yeah. put it this. It's longer than Dana's relationship between her <laughs> dating and marrying and divorcing and kid bearing. So a lot can happen. Apparently, yes. Oh, my. So, okay. So that, that timeline didn't match for you? That was your... Well, again, you like I say, I've seen this one episode, but I was sitting there thinking, that dude looks like he's been through a war. Yeah, yeah. This dude looks like he just walked off like a photo shoot. Yeah. In Hollywood he just, or something. You know? He just walked off two guys, a girl in a pizza place. Jeez, Tiny. Yeah. What, what's, why why you down on my Nathan Philly? <laughs> he was the recruiter in the Alliance recruitment office, like, you know, recruiting fresh-faced kids for the space Hardly. war. How dare you? How dare you, Tiny? <laughs> Uh, okay, then that leaves me. The thing I didn't like about this episode, um, I think this is one of those episodes where I feel like, especially toward the end, where this the CG. Uh, I think it's mainly because it's in the a lot of it's in the day. I mean, you had that in Train Job also, but uh, the CG of like the ship going up the trash compactor, then the trash compactor. Um, oh no, no, that was it. I, I'm sorry, I, I, I lost it. So there's, so the ship's holding up. Uh, the uh, Serenity's like up underneath the trash compactor yeah. or incinerator, or whatever. And Kaylee's trying first. Jane's trying to get the circuit breaker or circuit board in. Then he gets fried. So Kaylee's trying to get it in. And then, and then uh, they do it, and the thing sort of stops. But then nothing happens. It's like okay. The next thing would have been it for it to detach, and then it would crush Kaylee and the ship <laughs> right away. I'm like, there, it just stops. No, that's not how this works. So I was, that's always confused me. The timing of that later. Weird. It wasn't quite time yet. Oh, okay. Then Kaylee programmed it so that they could have enough time to get away. Then they should have said that. Well, what about what about the this detaches right away? Oh well, we'll program program in a delay. I don't know. It just seemed well. They can't cover everything. It's only less than an hour. <sighs> Fine. Hey, you Paul. get the gun, and we'll reprogram the drone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway, guys, given this, um, oh, actually, let me go through again. I forgot. We need to talk about which character did we like the most or connect with the most in this episode, and then we'll get into whether or not we would continue watching the series. So, real quick, David, which character did you connect with the most in this episode? Probably Mal. Kind of this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of the emotional thing going with Yosapridge. Yes. Absolutely. How about you, uh, Tiny? Uh, I liked... Uh... 
Yosef Bridge. So <laughs> is she in more episodes? I'll watch she, episode. she, I'll watch, she is. I'll watch Firefly. There is an, <laughs> there is an earlier episode that introduces her character. Uh so that's called, called Armis Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. I, I think it's like four or five or six. Uh, it's or number six. Okay, number six. Uh for me, honestly, that's the character I like the most in this. I I'm right with you there, Tiny. I think she's just so fun in the way she plays this character. It's 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 a very um like you know yeah you know she's evil, but she's fun to watch in in just how she's gonna manipulate people. And I think it's even more impressive that because of her her tact and ability to manipulate that Mal and his crew are able to overcome all that, I think just speaks to them more. So she's a great foil for yes. seeing the, the, the teamwork of the crew. So I really enjoy that. Um, Paul, well, how about you? Well, unfortunately the person that I relate to the most is mm-hmm. the big baddie that they're trying to steal from. <laughs> Minus is like a killing spree, like in everything, but wow. he's just a guy Who's trying like he's just, he's nice. in love? Yeah, he's 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 let's say retired, like living on the ocean with his collectibles. You know, he <laughs> wants to enjoy life, and and he's missing his his love of his life. Like, what it would be nice to have this love of, of his life there. And it's like, oh, she he got her back, or hopefully, like minus all his evil part. And like that's who I want to be just retired and living rich along by the ocean with your, you know, wealthy. you know, that sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. That's I kind of wondered, I wondered if that story that uh, she tells the crew was actually a Yo, lie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I wondered that to too. To get them to do the job. If they were robbing from a good, oh, yes. honest man, the, the they may not have done it. But this guy's a killer. He's a genocidal maniac. Then, then the crew's going to be like, "Yeah, we yeah. can rob for him, mm-hmm. no problem." Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I agree with you there, David. I always wondered about that too. Um, oh, hello, Commissioner Gordon. It's about time, yes. but you have to wait. We're almost yes. done. Because let's go around real quick and say whether or not uh, we would continue watching this show based on this episode. So for me, I'll start. I would definitely keep watching. I really enjoy this episode. I like the heist episodes in general. And I like watching this crew together. And they just keep... I feel like their overall bond gets better and better with each episode. Uh, How about you, Tiny? I know this is your only one, but would you keep watching? (laughs) Yeah. uh, I I would keep watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I, I will, but I, I very well. I've been told many times that I need to watch this series, mm-hmm. and I've just for whatever reason never dove in. Is is the whole hook of the show like Western in space? Is that yes. the, yeah, yeah, okay. that's pretty much it. Yeah. And just seeing these yeah. characters Cowboy. try to survive, and yeah. Um, okay. uh, how about you, David? Uh, definitely, this would be an episode that it. If this was the first one I had seen. Um, it's one of those that would go, okay, I want to see a little more of this. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Very cool. And you, Paul? Yeah, this was, um, I've seen the other episodes, uh, but this is uh, one of the better ones in my opinion. But yeah. if, if yeah. I had seen just this, I'd be interested to see what else is out there. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, according to our podcast, we say keep watching Firefly, I guess. But thank you so much. Nice. Thank you so much, uh, David, Tiny, Paul. 
And for all of us, uh, we keep flying and stay shiny. Good night. Don't let the space bugs bite.